having for me it's having such high expectations of yourself is a blessing but it's also a curse and going home every day and not doing the things that you told yourself to do that will cripple you What is up, guys? Welcome back to episode eight of the Zach and Pat Show. I'm Zach. I'm Pat. And it is a Thursday episode, so that means we have a guest today in the studio, and uh, we'll announce him here in just a second. But first, uh, some housekeeping. Uh, Reminder, we are doing the book club. So uh, we are all reading a book together, um, reading a book a month, um, reading it all together, and then doing a podcast about the book at the end of the month. Um, as well as, um, if you're getting anything out of the podcast, please tell your friends, like, subscribe, hit that subscribe button. That helps us out a ton. And yeah, so now let's introduce our guest. He is a mortgage lender. He's a hustler. He's a good friend of mine, the great and powerful Matt Dickens. Boys. Welcome. Subtle clap from Murph. Welcome. What's up, boys? (laughs) Welcome. Got Murph's mug on the camera this time. This is also my inauguration of being allowed up front. Welcome. (laughs) They let me out of the cupboard in Harry Potter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to have you, especially since we're in the same business, same industry. I I personally love talking to other lenders with different companies, picking their brains, learning about how they go about their business because everybody goes about it in a different way. Everybody's successful in a different way. And that might help me in the future learn from the techniques and things that you do. Like you're huge on social media. And I told the, I told you this before the show started, like that's what forced me to try and get better at social media yeah. because I saw that you were doing so well with it. So wanted to, you know, one, I'm going to, we're going to pick your brain about all sorts of stuff, but I think the, the inside stuff that we're going to be able to go back and forth about was going to make this fun. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Matt, I guess let's uh, tell, tell everybody about yourself. Yeah. You know, tell us your story. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on, you know, just a room of athletes. I'm just a guy <laughs> that's trying to avoid the donut shop on the way to his office. But I don't know if you'd credit me as an well, athlete. Well, you look like one, so there's, there's that. <laughs> but yeah, a quick version on me, um, born and raised in St. Charles, what high school I go to, Francois Central. Uh, played hockey all my life. Stopped playing when I went into college. So I went to Mizzou, uh, studied real estate with a business degree there, um, jumped right into real estate, but I was on the commercial side. So I worked for Cushman Wakefield uh, for two years. I was a portfolio, portfolio lease administrator. Basically, I was pushing paper and reading commercial leases. So I was never really a good writer before this job, but reading legal language for eight hours a day really got me understanding the relationship between a landlord and tenant, and that, that fascinated me. But, you know, when I was at the job, I was looking around, all of these people, they were smart people, you know, and the average age was probably 30, 35. But I was, you know, I was like, they all had potential that I did. I'm no different, but they were in that job and they stayed there. And I had some feelings that I had a little bit more in the tank. And so I think my, I think it was 10X that I read from Cardone. Yeah, that just got my juices flowing. Wrote myself a note. Still have it, but basically it was like, Matt, you're a piece of shit. Get your life together. <laughs> um, and then from there, went to my wife. I'm like, we got a house hack. You know, we got to buy a duplex, live on one side, rent out the other. She was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing that. And where were you guys living at the time? Uh, we were, so I was living at my parents' house. She was living at her parents' house. Um, and so 
she came around to it after a month maybe. And then now she was the driver. So she's like, let's go, let's get pre-approved. And so we went through that process. I, my lender at the time was a family friend. After closing, he's like, listen, dude, why don't you shadow me for a day? See what my day-to-day is. I feel like you would like mortgages. And I was like, all right. So I went to his house. This was when rates were at 3%. So <laughs> he's smiling, dialing, Wolf of Wall Street style. And yeah. I'm like, how much money did you make today? And I put my two weeks in the next day. Hey, you were yeah. selling pink sheets. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so was a junior loan officer under him for four months. And then... Again, I was like, I have more in the tank. I think I'm ready. So then I went and pursued my own loan officer journey with USA Mortgage a couple months later, and then the rest is history. So when, when you started identifying as a piece of shit, did it happen in like Grant Cardone's like accent? Yeah. Hey, man, you're a piece of shit. Hey, you got man, 10x want, more in you. I want you to look in the mirror right now and look at all the, <laughs> look at all the pimples and the big ass head you Has got. Has your wife ever told you no in bed? My wife never tells me yeah. no in bed. Yeah. <laughs> That's more that's more Bill Clinton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm getting yeah. triggered here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been a great journey ever since. This is my career forever. It's just the challenge itself is the driver for me. You know, great more more let's let's be real. Mortgages are boring as shit. Oh, hell yeah. You know, DTI calculations, credits no one wants to talk about no. that. Um, but it's a relationship business and yep. I think scaling that, uh, you know, I'm, I have a lot of weaknesses. One of the strengths of mine is just friendships, relationships, getting closer with people. Um, and so that's a huge driver of, of success in this industry. So absolutely. Did I do a decent job there? Yeah. The you intro? Did good. All right. Yeah. yeah. One for one. Definitely good. Yeah. <laughs> like the fifth time someone said Grant Cardone 10X on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Like let's get him on. Yes, maybe yeah. we should yeah. do a, yeah. a book of the month. Yeah. Let's get Grant on here. Yeah. Let's get him on. <laughs> Call him a favorite. Well, you're reading Atomic Habits. Unless you read 10X, I'm not coming on. <laughs> you're out there freaking, you're out there, boom, boom, boom. So you've, so you've been in it now for a couple of years. Yeah, last year was my second full year. Okay. Okay. And you're currently, you're, are you still with, you're not with USA Mortgage anymore. Now you're with. No, we're at Homestead Financial Mortgage, which that's the home for me. Okay. Um, family kind of dynamic, smaller place. Three owners, Greg, Andros, Jason, their beauties. They're like dads to me. So that's awesome. They've, they've been so supportive of my ideas and they just, you know, they're like, Matt, come to us with your wishes. Right. We'll either tell you to fuck off or if they're good, <laughs> we'll put you in your lane and well, support and that's, you. And that's the thing fun. is you need that in this business. Cause like you said, mortgages are fucking boring. Yeah. Like there's nothing exciting about it, but we have to figure out a way to make it interesting and make it exciting for people because I mean, everybody says it, you know, you, you are going to build the most wealth and one of the biggest purchases you're going to buy is a mortgage or buy a house and getting a mortgage on, what is it? I'm 90% of people buying a home need a mortgage. So it's, it's a necessity. And it, and that's the thing is being able to walk people through that. And like, I I always heard, my mom was in this business for 47 years. She's the one that brought me into it. And you know, everything is like, every time I talk to somebody, I was like, Oh my God, this is like supposed to be so stressful. So yeah. to take that stress away, make yeah. it an enjoyable process, all this stuff and have fun with it. Like your gold chains, like no, that's not, ridiculous. that's not, ridiculous. that's not my style, but that's, <laughs> it's cool that you do it because it is different. Like it gets, it gets people doing things that are different and bringing yeah. excitement to an industry that like, 
they get the fun part. They get to look at right. the cool, beautiful homes. And we're over here talking about yeah. Yeah, we, we, we get the fun part. We also get the, the drive, drive, drive you around yeah, town. True, true. And, See, I don't you know. envy that at all. No, I don't. You know? I don't either. I would much rather <laughs> being a numbers guy. I would much rather do what I do. There's I mean, a lot there's, more emotion on my exactly. side. Exactly. There's so still emotion sure. on our side, but not nearly as much because you've got all the guidelines and everything that we follow. So it's pretty cut and dry. Yeah, like yeah. if you want to your boundaries, house, like yeah. this is what you have to do. Yeah. Get it done. You know? It's hard to get and emotional so, about math. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. So <laughs> numbers don't lie. Or <laughs> not feeling enough of them. Yeah. Right. So, but no, it like, that's what I'm saying is like what you've done. That's why I, I wanted to have you on because I, I'm, I'm inspired by what it is that you're doing and how you're doing it because I want to learn from it. Um, and Appreciate I think, that. I think you have a big future and that was part of it was like, just, just because of what I do and having, it doesn't mean that I'm like, that's why we want to have yeah. this platform. We want to have people that are doing good things in the community and being successful at it. Because like you said, before we started, you know, one of the things you wanted to talk about was mentality yep. and things like that. I mean, we can dive into a bunch of funny shit between the yeah, two yeah, of yeah. I, which we're going to do. Um, but biggest thing I want to talk to you about, and, and you mentioned you wanting to talk about is the mentality of being yeah. successful, being an entrepreneur and things like that. Cause it's not just mortgages that you're doing. You do other things to make money as well. Like uh, I've, you showed on your social media, you mentioned house hacking, yeah. things like that. So let's let's dive into some of that stuff and talk about that, the things that you do yeah. in that in that regard. I think anyone that's trying to grow their personal brand or trying to you know yield income based on of their own activities, you know that's being an entrepreneur. Um, I think a lot of people look at entrepreneurism and and see the bliss, right? But it's, it's not, you know, the mental challenge that comes along with it. And, you know, for you guys doing jujitsu and you're an ex-professional baseball player, you're a first form genius. I'm just a guy standing here in this room, but, um, just gassing you guys up, but (laughs) you know, having, for me, it's having such high expectations of yourself is a blessing, but it's also a curse and going home every day. And not doing the things that you told yourself you're going to do. That will cripple you. For me personally, last year was a super distracting year. You know, I was in three weddings, had my own wedding. The start This time last year, I was living. Thank yeah, you. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Taking off the market, ladies. Um, <laughs> but this time last year, I was living with my parents' house. Or with uh, my wife's parents' house. We owned two houses at the time. You know, we thought we were going to live there for two months. It turned out to be 18. Right. I remember when I met you, I think you had just closed on the, the yeah. Rock Hill house. Yeah. And I'm like, we're moving in <laughs> yeah. in four months, yeah. but first we're going to rip the whole thing. Like that's horrible expectations for myself. Yeah. But point being, you know, I think to succeed in this business, you have to have the mental fortitude and just oh, the support system to give you confidence because confidence is key in this. If you are not confident in yourself, it's super difficult to elude you know, strength, credibility to the people that you're trying to talk to. And so I've, I've been fascinated on how I react to myself and how I build confidence for myself. And it's really just doing the things that you tell yourself you're going to do. Um, I think a lot of entrepreneurs get super busy and they want to do everything. Well, doing everything requires a lot of time. And so when you dabble into this little, you know, sales pillar and then a little bit of that and a little bit of that, you're not getting any results. You're not putting the time in. Well, then you start looking at yourself and doubting yourself. So, um, yeah, I'm just, uh, how about you guys? I mean, in terms of growing your business, 
Can you allude to that and, and kind of relate to the, the mental aspect and the yeah, challenges? Yeah, so you, you, know, you said something on your social media the other day that really resonated with me, and you said that you know, on days where you feel super busy you know, in this business, you're constantly bombarded with phone calls, emails. You feel like you're constantly playing whack-a-mole yeah. on, on the next thing that pops up in front of you. You know, like, for example, like yesterday I was right in the middle of writing an offer and then I get someone else called me and I, you know, I completely forgot that I was writing an offer and then I got a text I had to answer and then a couple emails came in and then, you know, that, that, that offer that I'm halfway done writing is still like on my desk and I'm like, oh shit, you know, I, I got to get that done yep. before I can do all these other things and just, you're just constantly chasing. So, I mean, one of the things I do, you know, I, I try to do every day is I'm really big on lists yeah. and, and creating lists and just checking things off the list as I go and constantly coming back to that list or, and adding shit to the list. Like I've got a const I, every, every week on Sunday, I try to make a list for what I'm going to try to accomplish that week. And you know, that list is ever growing and it's, I'm always taking things off and putting things on, but you know, I, I try to make a weekly list and then I try to break that down into, all right, well, it's Wednesday. What am I going to get done today? All right, yep. well, we got the podcast after that. I got to do this. We got, Calvin soccer tonight. I got all these things we got to yeah. do and, but I'm just really big on lists and checking that off. So that's been something, you know, that I've done that that's helped me significantly, yeah. but man, I mean, it's always a work in progress. I'm not, Oh, I'm not perfect. Nothing changes if nothing changes. And so this winter I realized that, okay, what were my weaknesses last year? And it was the, my, my schedule was so fucked up. I didn't have a standard in this business. You have to have a standard on how you conduct yourself. Cause your email inbox is just a list of everyone else's priorities for you. You know, your text messages, that's just everyone wanting your attention. Whack-a-mole is just going one at a time. Oh, you got that, ne- that next text message. It's just like first in, first out. Well, it should be last, you know, FIFO, LIFO. I don't know. I spent a lot of money in college. I can't even remember that freaking business tactic. But what you're talking about, yeah. Um, yeah you got to have a, st- yeah, yeah. Last in, first Low, out. Yeah, there we go. Life Smart out. guys around here. <laughs> but you got to have a standard. And if you don't have a standard, then the day is just going to own you. And um, sounds like you, Pat, have a pretty set schedule on owning your day and not letting it you know, take ownership yeah. of yourself. So this is something that it took me a while to learn. And when you first get in the business, and, and I hopefully, hopefully this helps you out, because when you first get in the business, you feel like everything has to be done right there, right now. Yeah. It doesn't. Like, people are going to make it seem like it's urgent, but... Fuck it. It can take, you can give it a couple hours. Yeah. And so for me, and I've, I've got my daily non-negotiables, the things that I do every single day. Um, and every day is different. So for me, it's time blocking. Um, so this whack-a-mole things that you're doing, I I don't do the whack-a-mole stuff because I've got my time, my block, my schedule blocked off to where like, Hey, I know between, uh, nine and 10, this is what I'm doing between 10 and 11, 11 and 12, and it's all blocked out. It's all different. It's color-coded and everything, so I know what I'm doing, and it allows me to stay within that parameters. And if someone calls me, sorry, people that are listening to this that might call me and they get this auto text like, hey, I'm busy, I'll call you back, or hey, I'm on the other line, I'll call you back. It's because I'm currently doing something that I know that, hey, we can figure this out at a different time. Nowadays, like in the days of rush pre-approvals, that's not a thing anymore. And, you know, we can do them, but most people now, when you talk to them, they want to know the whole process. They want, they're not wanting that because it doesn't allow them to really learn what it is that they're getting into. And that's where I've had the most success with this is, is educating people on why this shouldn't take a long time. So in my, I talked to the agents as well, like, Hey, this is a process 
let's not rush it. So that's usually the calls that I was rushing to take. Like, Hey, I have to answer this client's call right now, or I'm going to lose them as a client. Yeah. That's not the case. Set it up, send them the text message, say, Hey, I'm going to be available between three and five. Dude, is there a time between there that works for you that I can call you? Set that up as an auto text. Right. And as soon as someone calls you and you're not willing to ready to answer it and, and, just send them, send them that auto text. If they start blowing up your phone, then you know it's an emergency. Then you can get back to it. But yeah. at least now you're setting the parameters of how you want to maintain your schedule. And once you get control of your schedule, your life is going to change. It's, it, and it's it's going to allow you to do the things that you want to do like this. Like right. I can time block out three hours on a Wednesday to go in and record and be fine knowing that I've got my phone on silent or not do not know. Like I know that. Once we're done with recording the episodes, I can hop in and get back to them. Yep. But there's that pan. I, people get that panic. Like I, like yes. it has to be done right now. And it doesn't. And Especially soon, early in the career. Right? right. Exactly. Because you're trying to like be on top of everything and show agents that you're on yep. top of things. And, and you can still be that. Like I always tell people like, listen, if you don't hear from me within two hours, okay, then get back right. to me. But I'm like, I, I promise you that I'm going to get back to you that same day. Most likely it's within an hour because that's how I've got my schedule blocked that I can do that within an hour. And I have yet, I haven't had any issues since I started doing that. I think it shows more professionalism. Yeah, absolutely. If you're, you know, if you're looking at what sales representative to hire or to work with the guy that's answering your call on the first ring every single time, that's probably a problem. They're right. probably not busy right. enough. Right. Yeah. And even for realtors, it's like, Hey, can we meet tomorrow? No, I'm sorry, but right. my meeting times are Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday between one and four. Yep. I'm booked up this week. How does next? I think personally that that would show more professionalism. You're in demand. Yeah, right. Exactly. And it's been, like I said, that's the number one thing that I could teach anybody that's being an entrepreneur is control your schedule. Because once you have control of your schedule, I mean, it goes back to the, the discipline, dis, the discipline to manage that schedule in that way. Like Jocko Willing says, discipline equals freedom. Like it gives you the ability to do so much more when you take full control of that. So like I, like I said, I have my non-negotiables, the things that I got to do every single day. Yep. And it's just, it's one, t- one thing every single day. Um, but it's different every day. So like yeah. Mondays are my, my agent phone calls that I make. Um, I'm going to start adding that as an, a second non-negotiable to every, 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 every day of the week. Like, you know, Mondays, you know, I'm on the phone calling 20, 30, trying to get us in touch with as many agents as possible. But now, you know, I might cut that back and say, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do 10 on Monday and then I'm going to add five calls each day of the week. That's going to allow me to do more. And then like Tuesdays are my Tuesday update calls as my pipeline starts building and getting bigger. And this is where I pick up my most agent traction and traffic. And this is something that I would recommend you doing is every, every Tuesday, do a pipeline review with your team Yep, I do. and then yeah. call the buyer's agent, the buyer and the listing agent. If you're not calling the listing agent, missed opportunity, do it. It is right. awesome. I pick up more meetings from listing agents than anything. Cause they're like, wait, who exactly? Who are you? Nobody. Yeah. And nobody's, and like, oh, and wow. nobody's doing it. Nobody is no doing one. it. Nobody. And so just be like, Hey, this is Pat Doyle with Guild Mortgage. Just wanted to give you a heads up. I'm the I'm the eight of the loan officer helping these clients buy this address that you have listed. I would, you know, like I said, I'm going to touch base with you every Tuesday or Wednesday, give you an update on how this week is looking and what's or how everything's going. If there's a problem, I'm going to call you and let you know so you know immediately, but I'm also going to try and have a solution to go yep. with that. And keeping you up to date and letting you know as much as I legally can. 
but on the buyer and the like, it's just extra touch points. And every time you should be touching them, you're asking like, Hey, by the way, you happen to know anybody else yep. now that you're in this, you know, it's that, that reticular activated yeah, thing. Yeah, like yeah. when you want to buy a new car and then you start seeing that car, well, when you want to buy a house, you start hearing about people wanting to buy a house. So if you hear of anybody thinking about or talking about buying a house, please, I'm never going to get mad. Give them my cell phone number. Right. Like Love it. never going to get upset. So it just allows you to ask for more referrals. Continue to yeah. do that. Tuesdays are, you know, when you're busy, like 40 to 50 calls in a day, that sucks. But the, the amount of business that I generate just from my Tuesday calls, if I could eliminate, like I could eliminate everything else that I do and I could survive just yeah. because of my Tuesday calls. Oh, dude, that was it's, the whole reason we started right. working together. I mean, so, I, cause I was so new at the time and I was like, I'd only working with a handful of lenders, but you calling me and giving me those updates every week. And I was like, man, this is my, what is this guy? Yeah. I was like, well, what is he? He's he, nobody else is doing this. Like, right. And then here we are, what, three years, three later, years later. And you know, it's, it's just magic. Yeah. It's, know, it's, you know, over it's, there. it's just communication. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it's team, baby. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's just, I mean, it's all about, what the hell are we going to do Murph over here? <laughs> I'm just a guy who pushes buttons. Like, yeah. I don't know what the hell y'all want from me. I mean, yeah, it's just about, I mean, the biggest thing is communication, but yeah, yeah. as an entrepreneur, you know, I would say take control of your schedule and, yeah. just, and being new in this business. Don't cause it's, I've seen people get burnt down on it cause they get so stressed out. And they're like, fuck this. And I don't, and, and I don't want to see that happen cause I think you're really good at what you do. And from what I've heard about people that have worked with you and the reviews and, and seeing how active you are on social media, I think you you're going to be very good at this. So take control. Of yeah. Your, no. And, and take control. Of that last year was a, you know, it was just a shit show this year, much improved because like you're saying, you, I was trying to win by noon last year, right? So yeah. that's doing your revenue generating activities before noon. I was also, I also had a standing meeting Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at 8 a.m. I couldn't win by noon, right. right? So I have literally canceled every single one of those. And now I have a morning routine. Yeah. Wow, Matt, you're more yeah. productive with the morning routine. Yeah. Who would have thunk? It only took me a year and a half to get there, but. It's being disciplined, and, and now my realtor partners know, my clients know that Matt's not going to answer my call before noon because he's doing his revenue-generating right. activities then. And then setting a time block for admin work after noon, right? And then on the days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 1 to 3, those are my face-to-face -face meetings. I have admin work after those. And so it's discipline equals freedom, but discipline equals mental freedom right. as oh, well. Because sure. whack-a-mole... I mean, that's the easiest way to stress me out and oh, give me anxiety. And so not being anxious lets you to perform well on all, on all aspects. And so it just compounds from there. So speaking of what we're going to do together, I do have a licensing test to register for to become an agent. So secretly, yeah, I've just been absorbing them. everything from these two, and then I'm going to go out and do it myself. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm going to sell 33 houses my first year. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Beat me. Yeah, I know somebody. Yeah. Learn, learn from, learn from the best over here. I mean, it's, it's, a Shucks. Oh. <laughs> you got tissues, you got tissues in this room. Yeah. Now they can see who's booing you. Yeah. <laughs> um, just kidding. But yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, in, it doesn't just apply to our business or our industry, but everything like entrepreneurship oh, I, as a whole, um, is, is in mean, time block. It is hard. I mean, it's taken me a long, I mean, shoot, I'm, yeah. I've been doing it now for about five years and I'm still not great at it. Like I, there's still times where you, you fall back to those old habits, but, you know, reading, but to have a standard, right. To look right. at. Yeah. That's literally a model of yep. the perfect week. Yeah. And then yeah. you and have not it. change that. Yeah. You have it, but obviously there in our business, there are going to be things that pop up. Of course. You have like closing. So you can't control Fine. closing yeah. times. Right. And, and obviously the, you know, 
you have to be there. And I, I love going to closings. It's yeah. one of my favorite things. Um, the people that don't go, it, it, try, it drives oh, me insane. Bro, dude, I can't, I, can't, I will yeah. never work with a lender that doesn't show up for closing. Yeah. Like, and I've, I've worked with several lenders that are not my preferred lenders, you know, cause it's just whoever that the, right. the buyer brings on. It's a, it's a cousin, it's a uncle, it's a, my dad's buddy, you know, yeah. and Roger, what Roger? Yeah. Good old Roger from, you know, the I've been doing this for 30 years. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. We get a lot of those for sure. I don't even know who Roger is, but that was great. Yeah. yeah. But they, you work with them the whole time. You never hear from them throughout the whole transaction. Eventually, you know, you're, you're, you're the one reaching out to them to make sure everything's okay. And then come closing day, sure as hell, they don't, they're not there. Yeah, they're not, crickets. you know, the, the title rep has to sit there and do all their loan documents. Yeah. Which is, and then they call 30 days after you got any referrals. It's right. like, yeah, I think you have to, you have to earn the referral. Oh, you have to earn the right absolutely. to ask oh, yeah. for one. Right. Yeah, Everyone's your... anxious about asking for referrals. Why? Because you don't think that you deserve it. Right. And yeah. so are you providing value? And this is non real estate related. Is your service good enough to where those people are actually going to want to, and to remove the awkwardness from that question? They're going to feel obligated to market on your behalf if you've done a good enough job and right. over delivered on value. Yeah. And this, it's, it, and I don't want to say this, like, it's not going to sound, I don't, it could sound cocky, but it's just confident in the way you do things. But like the mentality that I have is like, if I don't get a, a past client referral or something like that, one, I didn't do my job, but two, like I'm looking at it as, Hey, you're doing a disservice to your friends and family to not refer me. Yeah. Like I, that's, that's the mentality that I want to have because it forces me to like, doesn't matter who you are, that they're going to get the best service to cut, like taken care of talks, like conversation, yeah. everything is, it's the same, whether you're buying a $40,000 house or a million dollar house, everything is going to be the same for me and the yeah. way I do business. Because in my mind, like every single person is a potential referral partner. Yep. And that's how I want to treat them. And so, yeah, I mean, it, again, it's doesn't, it's not necessarily this business, but anything moving, yeah. it just doesn't matter who they are. Give them the best um, value. possible value and service. Like there's been times where people will call in and like ask me to do, I'm like, Hey, let me tell you a, a better way for you to do this. That doesn't involve me. Yeah. Right. Like, you're, you're, um, here's the inconvenient truth. Yeah. Like, uh, who yeah. is it? You're, the client you sent me. And I'm like, dude, you own oh, your home, yeah. you own your home yeah. free and clear. It's more, it costs more than what it's going to take. Or it's going to like, you could do a HELOC, pull the money out and buy the, and buy, buy your the next cash. cash 100%. And it's going to cost you 500 bucks for a HELOC versus thousands of dollars in closing fees and down payment. And the, and the 30 day, yeah. like yeah. It, it, getting a HELOC is super simple and easy. Fucking, let's go do that. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm losing the business on it, but at the end of the day, like that's better for that's the, the people. Option. Yeah. yeah. I can, we also probably, don't want to do bridge loans. What? We also don't want to do bridge well, loans. We've, yeah, we've got the option, but they're, I mean, they're really not that great of an option. No, like, really not that great of an HELOC option. way is way better. Oh, yeah, 100%. absolutely. So, I mean, it's just stuff like that. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm going to get the business or not. Like, I want to make sure, like you said, provide value mm -hmm. to the people that are going to do it. And, like, one of the best podcasts that I think I heard, and I still remember this, one, because he was talking about a guy that I personally know that you know was on Andy's podcast where he was talking about how somebody called in and the customer service rep actually like it was about a car part or their yeah. car broke down or something like that. <laughs> yeah, That was Andy. Yeah. And, but the guy that he was talking about, the guy that, that helped the client is a mutual client of ours. And somebody that I've really? known. Yeah. Jordan. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So oh, Jordan I, Hagley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've known Shout out Jordan Hagley. Yeah, I've yeah. known Jordan since I was eight years old. We grew up playing baseball together. I love Jordan. So yeah. So it just goes back to that. And like talking about the culture of that company, mm -hmm. but how they like, even at that time, like Jordan was like, dude, I'm not in cars, but 
let me call some stuff and, yeah. and like basically call the guy back and like, Hey, I figured out your problem. Here's mm-hmm. what you need to do. And they took care of it. Whether right. the guy, like it was an accidental phone call into them or not, or I, I think that's how the story went. It, it, yeah. Well, it is. And I think that's not only just a testament to first form, but it's, it's understanding that if you look at what a referral is, it's someone doing the marketing on behalf of you. But the thing that they have to weigh there, the leverage is that's somebody's credibility. 100%. If you come to me and you're expecting a certain grade of video quality or coaching and social media and I under deliver, that doesn't make you just not want to work with me. It makes you go back to the person who got the referral and said, hey, this guy isn't worth what you yep. said. Right. And then that makes them lose trust in you. Yep, 100%. If you just want to get the job done to capacity, you're going to miss a lot of referrals. Yeah. That's all I have to say. But if you over deliver, you're going to have people over deliver for you. Yep. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I've, I've been, I got this, I have a new teammate I'm just bringing on and I'm trying to kind of explain this to him. We've been doing a lot of open houses the last couple of weeks and you know, I'm like, man, every person that comes through that door is a million dollar opportunity. You have no idea how many transactions that person will do over the course of their lifetime. You have no idea how many people that that person knows. Like every person that you meet is a potential referral partner, like, and they could, it can grow your business exponentially. So it's like treat every single person like they're a million dollar client. And it's, you don't know when the things are going to switch, you know, and I think the biggest thing in entrepreneurism, real estate, non-real estate, you have to be active. Oh, absolutely. The reason that I'm at Homestead is I was in the middle of 75 hard. I'm walking around my neighborhood. I see a for sale sign. I call it, got a lunch with the realtor. She's like, listen, dude, I don't do any lender lunches. You called me and you made me laugh from the cold call. So I'm here to meet you. I'm actually here like this lunch is amazing. I, I, I wanted to fill you out. You need to meet Greg Aftayev at Homestead. You're literally like his mini me. I don't, you don't have an option. So I'm putting you in a group chat and the rest is history. I met with Greg seven times and now I'm at Homestead, but that was through one simple cold call with a for sale sign. You, I, you, you have to be active. If, if you're not active and you're just sitting on your couch waiting for deals to come in, you're competing against Zach, right. Pat, me. And there's a lot know, of activity. Enthusiasm. Wins, right? Yeah. Right. Like if you're not enthusiastic in your approach, you're not going to close anybody. Yeah. But you were enthusiastic with that person on the phone and they were like, refer. I probably said something stupid. Like, you dude, know. I've said, something but she laughed. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much stupid shit I've said to this guy, but he deals with me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm to, just busting balls to kind of piggyback off that. That kind of makes me think of this, this thing I was also telling Zach the other day and Zach's the guy I'm bringing to my team or I brought on my team. Um, but there's this kind of phenomenon I call car. I don't know how to explain it, but I, I call it call karma, okay. whether it's, you know, if, if I sat down and I made all the phone calls that I was supposed to make today, and especially earlier in my career, I, I noticed this a lot. And then once I noticed it, I was like, okay, this is, there's something to this. Cause I'm doing the shit that I said, I told myself that I was going to do mm-hmm. whether those 30 phone calls that I was supposed to make today, whether, you know, that produced any sort of lead, maybe, maybe not. Some days it did, some days it didn't, but on the days that I did do the shit that I, that I was supposed to do, there's, I call it, you know, God, call it the universe. I'm not like a super religious person, but I always call the call karma or yeah. you know, the universe coming back to me. I always had some sort of opportunity present itself, whether yeah. it was one of those people called back or I had a random DM on social media or some, a buddy called me like, Hey, my coworker, my brother, my something is looking to looking to buy or sell. And that like, and I, and I can't exactly put it to the, all the calls I made that day, but that's kind of what, what I do just because I'm out there doing the shit that I said I was going to yeah. do. It's like creating your own luck, yeah. you know, like it's, it's, you know, and, and it, it's the habit of doing it too. It's just like becoming repetitive and 
better and better and better each time you did it that like like we were talked about the one episode like the very first time i make a call like on my monday the practice one yeah it's yeah. like shit you know it's not a great call like because you don't want to do the same thing over and over and over again you want to try and and, and i want to try and get, get better and better and better each time so yeah the first call is always shit yeah. but you know the more you do it the more you do it and you can continue to grow and it gets better and better each time so like now my monday calls are you know pretty pretty good you know i feel like you just build that muscle yeah. it's it's working out i mean yeah. you're Rest. not gonna walk into a gym and start benching right. 500 like right and i sound like an idiot i don't even think that was the right jargon no that was no, no that's right, right. Yeah. Yeah. 500's a lot I'm, yeah that's a lot <laughs> that's a lot i'm huge <laughs> i've only ever deadlifted 500 so yeah. That's, yeah, a lot. that's a lot yeah. um but it's just building that muscle over right. time and it's it's getting over the mental thing, right? It's that obstacle. And you, uh, Murph talked about, you know, the quitting point, right? A, a successful podcast. It's like around 10 understanding 20, 20. or 20. Yeah, yeah. We're halfway there. Okay. Almost. So understanding, like having the wherewithal to know that, okay, in a couple weeks, we're going to be around 20, like understanding that that's a quitting point up front and having that in the forecast trains your mindset, in my opinion, to go forward and, and keep pushing. See, I didn't even know that. Like mm-hmm. my mentality was like, we're just going to do this because this is fucking awesome. And I don't care. Like, it works or not. Yeah. Uh, we're we're fucking doing it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the reason I know that is because this last September, yeah, it was September. I went up to Seattle uh, and Vancouver, which is about two and a half hours away from Seattle uh, at the request of my friend, Austin Slagle, shout out to him and the failure podcast. Um, Austin actually hit me up. I was standing in line for slander at rise nightclub. He goes, Hey man, do you want to be on my podcast? I'm like, wow, this guy's got a lot of stuff going on. Like the video quality was good. It's kind of what inspired our look. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I was like, sure. I'm like, are you local to St. Louis? He goes, nah, man, I'm up in like Vancouver, Washington. I'm like, how the fuck did you find me? <laughs> yeah. And like, he, I think he even follows you now, Zach. Yeah. If I'm not, mis- I'm not mistaken, but possibly, but I had a reason to go up to Seattle nope. and I actually ended up being his 20th guest. And he goes, I think nice. it's really awesome that you made the trip all the way from St. Louis to the Washington area because this is my 20th episode and this is on average when most podcasts quit. And so it was really cool and it like made a little note in my head. I'm like, you know, if you can get past that one little hump, you can probably hockey stick from there. Yeah. And I think that that ac- the acclimating progress of it all is just the most beautiful thing to see. Just yeah. don't give up. And I think it's, you know, yeah. I, I think my mindset, I didn't even set a goal for 2024, like <laughs> volume wise, until... My owner's like, what are you going to do this year? Yeah. You know, it's more being process focused. If I write that unreal book, James Clear, you're a beauty, but it's being obsessed with the process, not just ignore. If you do, you're smart enough to figure out the way that you're going to construct your business. If you just listen to yourself on creating goals and sticking to that and keeping your blinders on, the deals will come, right? right? Yeah. Well, and to kind of piggyback off what, you know, you were saying about the, the 20 episode thing, I was actually thinking about this as I was driving to drop Calvin off this morning. And I was like, I, there's something about me. I, I always do things. I, I'm pretty good at seeing things through. I, I really don't ever start things unless I know I'm going to finish it. Mm-hmm. Like Gina has this saying that everything Zach does is hard. Like I, I close doors hard. I'm hard on like physical objects like jujitsu sweeps yeah my my, my you know i like if i have a nice pair of shoes it doesn't stay nice very long like <laughs> right. I, yeah. everything zach does is hard is, is her saying like i close you know, everything i do but i just because everything that i try to do i try to do it to the fullest extent that i can so that's why like i know that we're going to keep doing this and keep being successful oh, yeah. with it because like i just don't ever once i start something it's, i just no, i'm it's, so 
embar- I guess I'm scared of quitting or mm-hmm. becoming. I'm, it embarrasses me to quit. If I told you you'd stop at Purple Belt, you'd probably get angry. No other chance. No right. Other chance. Right. Like I've, I've always said, dude, if I got both of my legs cut off tomorrow, I'd be on the mat if I could. Like, oh, I'm, yeah. I, I'm not stopping jujitsu until like I physically cannot do it. Right. Well, and that's and that's the thing. I think I might have mentioned this before. And I, like again, I don't want to sound cocky about this, but I I've always had that mindset. Like I knew that would no matter what I did, whether it was this, like I wanted to be if I originally wanted to be a financial advisor, anything that I wanted to do. Like in my mind, I knew that I was going to be very very good at it. Yeah. Like no matter what, because I knew what my work ethic was. I knew that I was going to put in the work and the effort to be successful because that's all I knew. Like growing up and and uh, and you know you don't get to that level with baseball by just not working like that was, it was the process to get there and everything like that. But it's the mentality you mentioned a fear of quitting. Most people are like, Oh, I got a fear of failure. Well, if you got a fear of failure, you already failed. Right. Like mm-hmm. get that shit out of your mind. Like have a fear of quitting. Let that be your fear that you're so determined and focused that if you quit, you are literally like, it, I would much rather hear somebody. I have a fear of quitting mm-hmm. than a fear of failure. Because in my mind, if you've got that fear, you've already failed. And you have to, you have to push past that. You can't like, for me, when something scares, scares me, like I get scared about it. Like at, and on the inside, I'm like, actually, okay, this is fucking exciting because if it's scaring me, that's a good that sign. Means right? Something's mm-hmm. something great can come from this. Yeah. And most people don't have that. Like no. I was talking to somebody the other night about this and it, it was just like, push past the fear. Quit being like, go ahead. You can be scared, but also be excited about it's it. Not it's not an excuse. Be, yeah, it's, it's natural. No, it's no. a natural behavior, but it is absolutely not. Now, everyone's version of happiness is different. Right. You know, and if if you want stability, W2 job, nine to five, that's your lane, right? right? But if you want all of these things and you're hesitant to pull the trigger, then you got to reflect on yourself and and understand why you're feeling these ways and find a system that works. You know, like you're saying, it it takes a couple of years to understand what your identity is as a professional and whatever your craft is. Right. But yeah, just having the the discipline to just stick to the bloody program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of the things you had asked earlier is like what each of us was like doing to improve their business this year. And the biggest thing, because it ties into what Pat literally just said, is that in order to feel good at something, even if it's something you've not done before, you just have to face it for what it is. And if you continue to show up, you will build confidence. Well, my business is in media productions. My brand is in reacting to things in current events. And the most important thing that I want to show people to do is like how to garner an audience the right way. And in order to do that, I have two paths I can go down. I can either pretend to be something I'm not. There's a dude who's 95 pounds, runs around shirtless in a McLaren, and he's trying to sell you financial advice on how to pick up women. You can say all the polarizing shit, but you're not confident, dude. You're, you're, you're a hack. It's like if I come to Pat and I'm going to ask him or if I come to you and ask you about mortgages, I know you're confident because you've done it. You've done the work. For me, it's like, no, tackle the hard subjects. Put yourself out there. Don't do the safe thing. And I would like to comment real quick. Most people, the W2 job, that is a complete facade of safety. You think you're safe. Anything could happen any second. And then you're going to be left there with your skills, either looking for a new job or left to fend for yourself. And what's going to happen? Do you have the confidence to do that? It's riskier, right? It's riskier because their eggs are in someone else's basket. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The market might turn down my thing, but I can always market myself because I'm confident because I built up the skills. So otherwise, I couldn't agree more with what you said. Let's talk about some fun shit. Yeah. Let's go. We're all in real estate here. <laughs> yeah. Let's 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 talk about. Let's the get fun. down and let's, dirty. Yeah. Let's let's talk. Some, let's talk about some fun stuff. I mean, it's it, 
the, the mortgage side of things, people, I don't think people realize the day-to-day life of a mortgage lender. Obviously on real estate, they see it on TV. They can, they can go on HDTV. Obviously it's an exaggerated version of, of that shit, but Gina was watching selling sunset recently. And yeah. that show makes me just, Oh, it's, it's literally, <laughs> dude, it's slander. It's fake. It hurts me, man. Trash. Me to watch it. It's so like, I mean, it's, it, it's so far. From I work reality. at Amazon. I have a budget of two million dollars. Well, yes. it's not even that. It's these. It's these. The people. That the are, realtors. It's the realtors on the show. It's what they wear. It's like oh, it's so far. It's so far removed from reality. What, reality and what I do in the Midwest. Then you know I'm not selling these nine figure right. houses. You know, on the on the West Coast and shit, the cheapest house on that those shows would be the most expensive house here in St. Louis. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't think we have any listings that are like that. I I mean, I was told my house in Southern California would go for eight hundred grand. My house is eight hundred square feet. (laughs) Like, but the person she's like, that's a billion dollar house. My my, yeah, my 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 aunt and uncle live in Huntington Beach, and they've got a like two bedrooms and a den and two bathrooms. (laughs) I was and, in Orange County too, yeah, and and I mean it might be a thousand square feet, and but you're you're literally walking distance to the beach, yeah, and it's they bought it for like forty grand back in the sixties, dude. That is repulsive, right? right? Could you imagine? I gotta be honest though, can't even buy a pack of gum, yeah, for forty grand. Yeah. I, I gotta be honest though, <laughs> the Pacific Ocean smells like garbage. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's fucking cold. It's trash. It's cold. Sorry, and you cut your feet walking on the rocks to get it. But no, I, I thought it'd be fun to go down. The, you know, we touched on the do's and don'ts last week on yeah. the serious side, but I want to go down the, uh, well, one, we can get your do's and don'ts for 2024, yep. but also I want to go down and kind of have some fun with this and talk about the shit that nobody wants, like the behind the scenes stuff that pisses us off. Sure. So people can get a real inside look at what it takes to do what we do both on the real estate and the lending side of things. So first off do's and don'ts for 2024. What do you if you have a client call in, what do you do? What don't you do right now? Yeah. Uh, I think one of my dedications is just making the mortgage process approachable. Why? Because if you're on the couch and you want to buy a house soon and then you see a house on a weekend, you haven't talked to a realtor or a lender and you love the house, you, you go to an open house and now you want to make an offer and it's a Saturday. Like we can, we can do a rush pre-approval, but for fuck's sake, right. you could have reached out months ago right. and we could have actually analyzed your entire, entire financial picture, you know, worked on the, it just rushing people, rushing the, the representatives is just, please stop doing that. We're we out to, to help you. We need time to do so. For the people watching, that's two lenders in this, in two episodes saying the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> in a yeah. span of a week. In a, yeah. In a span of a week. Do not fucking rush the process. Yeah. Take your fucking <laughs> time. Please continue. How do you feel, Pat? Yeah. It drives me nuts. It drives me fucking nuts. If Go ahead. And then the dues is the opposite. You know, just, all right. So we look at three things. Credit, employment history, funds for down payment. You got to check some boxes there. Credit history, most loans above 620. Yes, we can do the 580s, but you're going to get a shit box rate. Right. Employment history. It doesn't need to be exactly two years. You don't have to be at the same job for two years, but having a stable, verifiable employment history over the last two years is a great start. Funds for down payment. I love these calls. Hey, Matt, I'm looking for a $500,000 house. My credit's 600, but I have no money in the bank. Can you help? Also, I need to make an offer tonight. Okay, please 
No. <laughs> yeah. And it's awesome. Sure, there's programs for down payment assistance, but like, think about it. You're buying a house. At closing, you're getting the damn keys. Now you own the thing. What if the HVAC goes out? What yeah. if the roof, like, you have to be protected. And anyone that's like, hey, I have 20K in savings, I'm ready to go. Well, all right. Are you a first time home buyer? No. Okay, now you're putting 5% down. Like, cash to close, which is down payment plus closing costs, around 18K. You're giving yourself two grand mm-hmm. to play with as a homeowner. Pat and I are going to say we should probably wait a couple months to build up your personal capital to protect yourself. So you'd be surprised how often we come across things like that. I mean, I can think of one that we we closed a couple months ago that pretty similar situation had to get two co-signers. And we're like, but she was very adamant on wanting to buy this house. She wanted to buy the house, wanted to buy the house. I mean, you know, we, we did it. She bought the house, but like, it's yeah, like strapped for cash now. And, I don't know. Not 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 a comfy situation, and yes. I not a, not a situation I'd want to live in. No, and, and that's the thing too is like one thing I want to like, and, I, and I'm sure you, this is a frustration for you as well. But don't compare you, what you're getting with your friends or your family or your colleagues because every situation is different. Every rate and everything that you're going to get is going to be different depending on your situation. So when you're comparing them, but it, it that's one of the things that drives me nuts. But um, yeah, back to that. Like, and what you were saying is, is have your, have the time, take the time to do this. This isn't, like you said, we can do fast, quick pre-approvals, but from, in my experience and the nine years that I've been doing this, the people that take their time through the process are always the ones that come back and like, Oh my God, yep. this was so easy. So smooth. I don't see why people were stressed. I'm like, well, you took, you did it right. Right. The ones that call while they're at the house while they're trying to write an offer, like doing everything right down to the last minute. Yeah. You're going to be fucking stressed. Yep. Because- and in 2024, like it's, it's going to be just as competitive, if not more competitive than last year. Um, rates are down a little bit. Inventory is likely to improve, but the amount of people sitting on the sidelines, I mean, the, the storm's yeah. coming. So being prepared, like stop procrastinating. We are normal human beings. There are used car salesmen, lenders, like, probably shouldn't call them. They're going to shove you through the process. Pat and I are, we take an advisor approach and I'm, this isn't a sales pitch. This is just, it's in your best interest. Right. Get, pick our brains. We're, we're not going to sit here and be like, you need to be pre-approved and you need to talk to this lender tomorrow and you need to buy a house by Friday. It's like, we work on your timeline. So, um, just understand that. And it's always going to be better to reach out to a sales or a real estate professional instead of going to the headlines. Cause the fucking headlines. I mean, oh yeah, oh, I could. We could. I could sit and do a You're video, monitoring. dude. Oh yeah, I could sit and do a video, and I might do this every week. Like, media gets it yeah. wrong. Mortgage edition. You should. Like, the reactions, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what you do, right? So. I mean, I'm, and you know what? I'm sorry. I'm going to throw a little bit of flack someone's name real quick because most of the stuff I do is in the political realm. Uh, DC. I'm looking at the camera too. DC Drano and the typical liberal stop hawking products you don't like or don't use because they offer you a little bit of money, dude. Oh, the disease X safety kit. Really? Because whenever COVID was going down, you guys were number one in line to talk a whole bunch of trash to people. It's 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 with a fear based headline. And that's because they understand that sales is emotional. Yeah. And truth be told, if you're going to earn my referral and you rush me through the process, I'm going to tell everyone not to use you because you don't care about me. You care about lining your pocket. Every, whenever I worked with Zach to get my house smooth as ice, Aaron Hempel talked to me about everything. And if there was something that I was going to do that was not in my best interest, it may have hurt my ego to hear it. They'll let you know though. Yeah. 
I want you to tell me the truth. Don't lie to me so you can rush me through because I'll never want to do business with you again. And then I'll be wondering, like, who else could I have gone to? And now moving forward, when I need work done on the mortgage side, I know who I can go to. Go to Pat. He, he's earned it. <laughs> <laughs> I am a little biased given the Yeah, don't even give me that yeah. shit, Murph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll butter you up later. Don't yeah, worry. Okay. <laughs> I'll butter you up later. Yeah. Oh, well, no, that's what's fun about this is, I mean, we are, like, we're competitors, but we, I mean, it's the abundance mentality. It's, it's like knowing that we are um, like, I may come across an agent of yours. I like you. I'm not going to go after your agents. Like that's the one thing there's like, it may come down to us client to client, past client referral, maybe working with an agent of yours that referred you to them. Like that might be the time we come across. It, it. might happen one time. Yeah, I'm not here. T- next like, like I said, I'm not here to go after someone's business and take their agents. Now, if they're coming after mine, that's a different story. But I'm very protective of the agents that I work with and that I, I like to work with. And and I'm but I'm not here to sit here and go after the people that you're already working with. Yeah. You, you in this business, and I don't think there's enough respect given in this, is like what it takes to develop a relationship with an agent is fucking hard. Yeah. Well, you gotta keep it too, right? Right. And, that's ma- hard, and, ma- and that's the like once you get it, that's one thing, but like then maintaining that relationship is really, really tough. And you know, it's It'd and be if pretty you, hard for me to get away from you at this point, huh? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Murph, look at him over there. Yeah. So mm, inspiring. Didn't mean to yeah. butt in there, but I uh, but but yeah, keeping and, and maintaining a relationship with an agent is very tough because on the back end, you've got all these lenders coming after, going after the same agent over and over and over again, and trying to maintain that is tough. And I mean, I feel sorry for whoever I start dating eventually, but I'm in a relationship. With all of these people, like you're going to have to split your time with these people because that's my, that's my business. So, you know, and, and that's why I think you see a little bit of, you know, and, you know, there's an incestuous side to this where you start seeing lenders and realtors date because I mean, that's what happened with me. My ex-wife's a realtor. I mean, we met because we were talking. Well, well, you know, my (laughs) wife decided to be a realtor and that's when I bent the knee. Yeah. You lock that business in yeah. for the rest of yeah. your life. Yeah. You know? Where are you going? You're not going anywhere. <laughs> You're mine. All yeah. mine. But that's the thing. It's like, okay, how many transactions were done last month? You, you hear yeah. 2000. I just want, can't do I just all. want 15. Yeah. Right. Pat, you know, yeah. 50, whatever. We don't need to. I, okay. Well, I would like all of them, but, <laughs> right, exactly. but Pat and I, you know, it's, there are so many realtors to, to build relationships. And, not everyone is meant to be, you know, right, right. There, there, a certain lender who wants certain things might not like my, my style. Right. Right. I, actually, that's a question for everyone I have in the room, because as the media producer for at least two of you on a regular basis, you guys have worked with people who are my friends, but are still technically my competition. Uh, as far as like understanding like, Hey, this is a free market. People can go to whoever they want versus like getting territorial and like the idea of poaching. Is that ever something that like really comes up in your guys's industries? Like based on like the individuals that you compete with? Uh, it happened to me a lot when I first got started. I, I used to get really upset when I found out, Oh, they used a different realtor though. They used, they didn't use me. They used them. Um, and, and I, I've, that bothers me less now than it used to, because I guess when I was first getting started, you're just so hungry for any business that you can yeah. get. Yep. Like I specifically remember a buddy of mine, you know, I think I had been a license for maybe six months, had like two or three closings under my belt. And I found out him and his wife were under contract to buy a house. And I, this was one of my good buddies from college. And I remember like getting really upset about it and looking back on it. I'm like, what a pussy. Ass. <laughs> God damn. And it's like, always right before you go to bed too. You're yeah, on Facebook. Yeah. You're like, 
what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? what? They, didn't, they didn't use me. <laughs> you know, and I just remember being like, so like butthurt about it. Like, you are her. being such a bitch. Like, look at all the business. There's so much business out there. Like, I think it's a Ricky Caruth line. Or, you know, I, I listen to a lot of Ricky Caruth stuff. He's a uh, agent out of Alabama that does, he does a lot of coaching now. He's huge, you know, a hundred deals a year for like the last decade, basically. Um, but his whole thing is like, man, you couldn't do every transaction right. out there if you wanted to. Yeah. There's so, there's closings that happen every day, whether the market's up, whether the market's down. Just a matter of going out there and finding those people that are wanting to buy, sell, or invest in. There's no shortage of success, right? And I think Pat will agree with me here. And I think uh, so. The mortgage scope is sensitive. Mm. We're talking about people's credit scores, right? And so, friends, family, I at least this is my you know what I tell myself when I see those posts at night where my friends are buying houses that didn't use me. They are likely intimidated or embarrassed about their personal employment or credit. And I, Pat, mm-hmm. I don't know if your situation is similar, but there is a way to use me without me seeing any of that. You know, I can have a pre-approval specialist look at your stuff and I can just be the advisor right. throughout. And it's good. And you'll say the same thing. Right. We want to make sure that you're getting the service that you deserve. Right. There are probably 2% of lenders that are giving adequate service to their clients. And so that's why we're saying we want you to use us because we have an advisory approach. But I mean, have you ever thought about that? Yeah, no, that's something that crosses my mind all the time is, and is like friends and family. Like they don't want me to look at it, but I always reassure them. Like for me, I mean, I, I talked to somebody earlier today. I can't remember a fucking thing. They told me hundred. I can't remember a, a damn thing that they told me. And this was two hours ago. Yep. That's why I write everything down. That's because, like I said, I don't remember jack shit about people. Yeah. I, I can remember names and faces. I can remember the loan amounts. I can remember the house that they purchased, but I don't. I Bet your ass I'm not remembering your credit score, no. I, like after closing yeah. or like what, even what you made. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I've closed like, so many loans with my friends and at parties, like, you know what I make. I'm like, I, honestly, I can't, I can, I, I can like, give you a ballpark, like, right? But like, I know that you're doing, I know you're, you're fine. Doing pretty well. yeah, I but I can't, good, but I can't retell. 82,376. No, yeah. what? No. no, exactly. So like, I, that's the fir- first and foremost, like, but also like, I want you to look at me as a professional, like, even though we're family, we're friends, like prof- look at me as a professional. Like, I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to any, like my, like, I would not be as successful as I am if I were to sit here and judge you. Like yes. my job is to sit here, analyze the information that I can to give you the most or give you the best information possible. And whether you want to use me or not, that's, that's fine. I get it. But like my friends and family though, you know, it, it gets frustrating because they'll start the process and they'll reach out to me and they'll be like, well, does this sound right? And I'm like, oh, no, oh. fucking sound. That oh. sounds <clears throat> fucking terrible. Like, why are you doing this? You told me a horror story about that with people that I know, too. And I was just like, guys, you're paying for a professional opinion here. Yeah. Like, they're not lying to you. Yeah. He's so, lying to you. But people do. I mean, you know, that emotion is just like there are shitbag loan officers and mm-hmm. that will abuse the relationship and will give you false information. So, I mean, you you. The consumers are right in that emotion. Um, I think we beat the horse here. Right. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, for me, again, it goes back to the abundance mentality. If they don't want to work with me, they don't want to work with me. Yeah. You know, as as long as, like, I always think of it as, okay, they left better after the conversation. And, and like, I just, if you're going to refer three, 
fine. If I'm one of the three, I know that the way I approach it is going to be better than anyone else's. Yeah. And if they call me first and the way, like I go through the process with them, they're like, wow, that was really thorough. I don't really need to go anywhere else. And if I'm not, and if they do decide to call, they're going to call these other loan officers and be like, well, why didn't they do it the way Pat did yeah. it? Like what? Like, and then they'll, they'll see the value in that. So yeah. I'm like, that's, that's fine. Yeah. If you want to call somebody else, call somebody else. They're going to, if you're, if that's all that you're looking for is, is the cheap, absolute cheapest possible way to get done. I'm you, not get the, what, yeah, fine. you get, you get what you pay for. That's fine. Like I take it. Cool. But I wish you the best of luck. If something happens, call me. I'm not going anywhere. Right. No hard feelings. Like, and there's, like I said, I mean, shit, it gets really frustrating because there's guys that have people that I've worked with two plus years that would go or a year and a half and I work up numbers and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden a, a buddy comes out of the woodwork. Oh, Hey, I just got my license and they go with them. And, yep. or, you know, another one, they, they work, start working with another agent and they refer them to their preferred person. And then, you know, you start looking at numbers and you see like, that's actually kind of shady what they're doing. And then, yep. you know, you, you break it down for them and why, but they still go elsewhere. Yeah. You know, it gets frustrating, but at the end of the day, you know, hey, on to the next. Yeah. It's, I'm not going to let it, I'm not going to let it ruin my day to keep me from doing what I need to do. Right. Look at it. All right. What's the next thing on my schedule? All right. Time to call five, five new real estate agents. So I can go, I, know, yeah. I lost that deal. I'm going to call 10 today. Right. Like, you can pay for confirmation bias, but it could still be someone lying to you. Yeah. So what is, what is the one of most, what is one of your more frustrating things about the business? Yeah, I think it's, um, I think I, I Jerome Powell, which one, right? <laughs> I mean, one of the most frustrating things for me is just the lack of preparation for people, right. you know, and I'm going to go down. It's the same conversation, right? It's, your the expectations versus the participation when there's a gap there that's when it's super difficult like a lot of real estate investors will just come to me hey i have a 620 credit score and i got 20k in the bank can you get me pre-approved i'm like well, we need an application right we need your documents we need all oh okay and then they just never hit you back up or or hey i'm pre or I, my credit score is going to be 770 in april can I get a pre-approval now? It's like, yeah, we don't front a pre-approval. No. <laughs> yeah. I, so I'm for me, like bar barrier of entry to get into this business, super fucking frustrating because it allows dipshits to do what we do and give us a bad rep. Yes. Because we're going above and beyond in what we do. And there's people that just like, I, I can't tell you how many people that jumped in when rates were super fucking low and are gone now mm -hmm. and made a quick buck and left. And like, it, just, it it is like if you're gonna fucking do this, fucking do it right. And what sucks is that there's people that have been doing this for so long, and or getting into it that aren't being taught properly, and it's ruining it for everyone else that's doing it correctly. Yeah. And I think it's goes both ways on both. And I'm sure you can hop in on this too. Yeah. Uh, but up. but I mean, like I, I said, you know. <laughs> Like I said, I, I feel like there should be a higher standard for people to be able to do what we do. I agree. And, and like, like the pass fail rate for the test, the NMLS test is like 60%. It's insane. And I'm like, okay, well, you still pass? Like, yeah, yeah. how? Because some people, I'm like, damn, you can't tell your ass from your elbow. Right. And, but then they expect all of these things. I guess the, my number one most frustrating thing would be people's expectation 
versus their input. Like you cannot expect the things that you don't work for. Right. And so sitting here with your arms up, I, I will never make an excuse about my production because mm. Jerome Powell doesn't control the amount of sales calls no. that I make, my, the amount of coffees that I take, the amount of people's people that I meet. It, so everything is in my yeah. control, yeah. right? The market bullshit. My business grew 20% yeah. in a market that it contracted 20%. Yeah. So Same. that's an testament to, you have to control your own outcome and the people that just make excuses or get a part-time job when things are slow. It's like, that's just super, that, that their expectation right there, that just drives me insane because it's not a true out. entrepreneur mindset, right? Yeah. Not, yeah. not sitting here as like entrepreneur please, but right. yeah. I mean, I, oh, man, oh, I can go on and on about, you know, part-time agents and people like the, the barrier for entry to get your real estate license is pretty low. You know, take the test, pass the test. Congrats. You're a realtor. Now go figure it out. Cause you know what, what they tell you, or, you know, we were told this when I was taking the course to get my license is, you know, half the stuff you're going to learn in here, you're never going to use. Right. And which is so true. Like, I mean, they didn't even show us how to write a contract is like half the shit you need to know is like how to write a contract, all the forms, all the writers, all the stuff. And, you know, you graduate, you get your little certificate, you got your license. All right, now what? All right, you can go join a team. You can go kind of go out on your own like I did. But you got to figure it out on your own, man. If you really want to be successful in this, this is not the business where you're going to just have someone hold your hand. You're totally responsible for, for, your, own, for, the, for your own days and the money that you make. I was, I had a meeting yesterday with a guy who's right in the middle of getting his license and, you know, I kind of talked, I kind of reiterated on this many times during our meeting, but like, it's totally up to you, man. You have the choice to be successful in this or not. Mm. You can, you can make all the calls, you can do all the stuff and you can, I can give you a list of shit to do, but it's a matter of you actually going out and executing. Right. How do you respond to that? What do you mean? How did he respond? Did he get excited or did he look he like He got fired up. He's yeah, a, that's he's good, a right? jiu-jitsu guy. So, yeah. you know, he's. What a beauty. Yeah, he's a jiu-jitsu guy. He's, you know, he's ex-military he's he's, he's done a lot yeah. he's a real go-getter guy so like i'm very confident that he will he will do really well um it's just a matter of you know i don't think he's he's i mean he's he's a good he's good he's a good talker so i think he'll he'll do well um he does kind of come off as a little aggressive sometimes so i think that's going to be a, a hurdle for him i think is you know kind of toning down his intensity a little bit because he is kind of an intense guy but i think he's going to do great mm -hmm. rich i got your back bro what about characteristics to succeed i mean two like Let's let's do two that are required to actually have success as a realtor and a lender. Because okay. I think people get like right. I want to be a realtor. That's selling Sunset. Yeah. I mean, how many people have gotten their real estate license from oh, that God. show? It's well because they they you know what they what I love about that show is they they'll they'll show you the the sale price agent commission and oh. it's like okay. What's what's her split? Because I know she's not making that. Right. And like I know that that broker who probably fed her that leads taken fifty at 50. least. Like, dude, those those two twin dudes that are you know they're 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 raking it in because they got all these you know tens working for them, bringing in all these. <laughs> we're real. all thinking it. I mean, I'm, I'm we're all thinking right. it. We're you know I'm saying it, but. They're all yeah, guys are watching that show for the real estate. They all Let's be look real. they all look a certain way and wear a certain type of clothing. Like, you know, I, <laughs> anyway, uh, but two characteristics that I think, um, all right. Um, I think re being relentless and, yes. and, and not, and being okay with rejection, like just whether people tell you, yes, people tell you, no, like you're, 
still picking up the phone, you're still dialing, you're still calling people, you're still persistent. Yeah, that's a better way to say it. Persistence. And, you know, we've said it before, it just is a prerequisite, but hard work. Just being able to show up on a day-to-day basis and consistently do the shit that you need to do. Along with that, being a perseverance, being okay with rejection, being being always able to constantly be moving forward, you know, taking one, you know, one foot in front of the other, getting pushed back some days, you know, as long as you just get up and just keep going, you know, be okay with getting punched in the face and having to stand back up and take another one because it, it keeps happening. Like, you're going to have days that are shitty in this business. There's always going to be bad days. Like, I always say it's like kind of peaks and valleys. You have days where you're on top of the world. Like, you know, yesterday I had a really good day. I got three properties under contract in one day. So I was like, fuck yeah. Cheers but to that. It's a mm-hmm. matter of time before, yeah. you know, right. one of them Crickets. falls apart yeah. and yeah. fucking I have a, something bad happen. You know, knock on wood, that doesn't. But I know this business and it's going to happen. You so. even knock on tables That was a hard, hard knock, bro. Even you, everything Zach does. Everything I do everything is hard. hard. You know? I, was, I thought you were going to put a, whole, probably laughing a right hole now. through you that know? table. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... it's <laughs> an, it's just that, like you said, it's a mental toughness mentality. So no quit. Like you, you can't, there's, you're going to get told no. I can't tell a you lot. how many times I've been told no. Resolve. It, it, yeah. You just, you, Hey, you shake it off. You move on to the next one. You know, you don't let it get hit you personally, but then, like you said, and then the, the, so no quit and you're fearless. Mm-hmm. You're not afraid to take chances. You're not afraid to do the things that you need to do. Like, it's not fun cold calling people. No. You know, it's not fun to pick up that call phone and like, how am I going to call somebody? I have no clue who they are. They don't, know, and they don't want the call. And they don't want the call. They don't want the call. So, you know, because for us, there's two different sides to, to sales. We have to sell ourselves and our pro and like the products to the agent and who we are to get them to trust us. But then on the flip side, we have to do the same thing for the client. The client. So it's, it's, there's two different avenues on how we have to do it. So on the real estate side, it's, it's being fear, fearless with, and having no quit, like the determination to continue to drive forward, uh, per- perseverance, you know? Yeah. I love it. You got to have that now on the, on the client side. I mean, you have to be caring and you have to be able to, and uh, to communicate, articulate and, and communicate in a way to, dumb down some things that people aren't going to understand learning how to communicate that in an effective way and constantly change the way you're communicating because the market is never the same. Like the way I talk to clients these last two years were definitely not how I talked to them in 20 and 21, but moving forward for this year, it could be, I could, it's going to be similar conversations to what we were having in 20 and 21 as rates come down because the new twos and threes is going to be five and six, you know, and so I think this year is going to resemble more of 2020. Next year is going to resemble more of 2021 once we see rates back into the fives. Um, but learning to communicate and articulate that in a way um, and then having just having that care, like to want to you care for these people and their well-being and and to give them like basically like you want them to be a part of your family. Like yeah. you're going to care for them as much as your family because you want them to not be stressed. You want them to have a good experience and you want them, you're essentially, we're helping them build wealth. And so we want to put these people in the right direction to do it and how to do it and things and not just with buying a house, but what they can do with money and other things. Like you had a great post the other day about how 
why do you want to put more money down when you could put it and invest it elsewhere? That was like there's an amazing post. And that's the thing that people don't think about. And those are the things that those are like, I have that conversation. I have a, a calculator or like a um, financial calculator on my computer that I can show them how that works. And those are conversations that people aren't having. And I think caring about having that care for them and the ability to articulate it in a way to make them understand are huge on that aspect. Of it. Yep. So we kind of, kind of touched on two on each side, but yeah. No, I think that's so. great. And too, like the market changes. So your, your communication has to change, Absolutely. but everyone's different. Yeah. So one person might be a super analytical thinker. The other one might be super green and not know what the fuck is going on. Right. The other person is, could be an experienced client that just give me the highlights. And so I think you have to have the social wherewithal, social Absolutely. confidence and awareness to tailor your approach to the realtor, of course, on that side, but also the clients. Because if you're just shoving everyone in a box and in your process and they're just going through the motions, that, that's not the true value that right. you know a true loan officer, loan advisor can and should provide. Yeah. Um, for me, creativity. How many agents are there? 16,000. How many loan officers are? I mean, there's a lot. So we're all trying for the same thing. And to be able to stand out is super challenging, you know, and, and to identify who you are, who your brand is super challenging in the first couple of years, right? You're the everything guy. That's, that's not when you find your identity, but the process of understanding that you're trying to find your identity and be creative enough to pick one and stick to that is something that is super advantageous and a requirement for a successful real estate professional. So, and then in that journey, you got to be focused. Like there are so many shiny objects. I mean, how many AI, fuck off about AI. Like it's, there's so many things that you can distract your brain with. And then like when I ask people, what are your sales pillars? And they say 10, there's 10 of them. Like Mm -hmm. realtors, I want financial advisors. I want this and I want that. I'm going to call a divorce attorneys. I'm going to call four sales. It's like. Pick three. Pick three. Okay. Organize yourself. All right. Pick three. Think about it in a funnel. Identify three marketing strategies and then put your activities under them. Then go How are you going to convert on the. What is your process of converting those people? And then once they're in the pipeline, what is your process for serving those people? And then now they're past client. What is your process in getting them and their network back on top of the sales funnel? Having that focus allows you to ignore the shiny objects. And if someone comes up to you and say, hey, Matt, you know, I want, I want to start doing digital leads. No, that's not, that's not one of my three sales pillars. So maybe in 90 days or next year, but right now, this is the lane that I'm going. That's a distraction. It's on my list of shiny objects. I might look at it later. So yeah. I think a lot of people, when they start, oh, that Trying sounds good. Can we meet tomorrow? And then now they're sacrificing yeah. their time away from what they already told them they're going to do to look at a, a fucking strategy and barely give it right. the effort that it requires to have success through. And so it, that's just a whole shit storm. So focus and creativity are my two characteristics that, I think are required to have success in this business. Absolutely. Speaking of creativity, I mean, you two both are doing things that I've not seen any other loan officer do, and that's be active on social media. I mean, that's a huge tool that, I mean, you guys are clearly utilizing, and I know that it's affecting your business in a positive way. Yeah, when, sure. I, when I look, if I looked like him, I'd probably be a little bit more active oh. on there. I mean, <laughs> I'll just be honest. Like, look at him like, I can just look into those eyes and be like, damn, this is good. Can we turn off the lights? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Murph going to play some sexy music on yeah. this one? Yeah. Quick guess. But, but seriously, <laughs> though, like, I mean. I was thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put that in there. Careless whisper. <laughs> That's my song, no, too. I'm, I'm serious, though. Like, 
you are on camera, you come across very articulate. You're a good looking guy. And it makes it just, it, it draws people in. Like I was drawn in, like I, I saw the material and things that you're posting. I'm like, shit. Well, not only is like, he's drawing me in, but the shit that he's talking about is really good Thank and you. it's really educational. And I'm like, fuck, I need to step up my game. It's like, that's what I like about this. It's, it's healthy, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Health, healthy competition. And so now, what'd you say? A little turned on now. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> How many realtors am I going to inspire to do a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Come on over the water yeah. side. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's the thing is, is, you know, I kind of where what were we, where, where was we going on that one? You guys got me. It was on. the two. Oh yeah, the things. two things. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I mean, and you were talking about social media, the yeah. two things that we that are yeah. doing. But yeah, I mean, you're one of the big reasons that I started doing it because you've been very successful with it. And I like again, you you it's the biggest form of flattery. You imitate the people that are being successful, and yeah. so I started wanting to do that. And it, but again, I think what he was doing and what he's been doing and what he's going to continue to do is been great in that sense because I, Matt Kreska was on here and, and you know, you get a lot of business from your social, don't you? Yeah. 30% yeah. last year. That's huge. Incredible. That is, that is awesome. So that's I crazy. Keep, yeah. Keep doing that. And I won't, like I said, I'm going to continue to watch and learn because I think what you're doing is great. I'm not going to steal all of your ideas, but I if might you, come If up. you buy three yeah. fucking gold chains, Pat, I yeah. <laughs> we're moving to platinum. That's, Pat. that's yeah. not, like I said before, the, the, gold, the gold chain is not me, but um, yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, I don't it, even know. It, I'm no, surprised it's, that I'm still doing it, but I, yeah, we like it. We're going to keep it's going. It's a great marketing so idea. For those it's of you different. that don't know, Matt has his closing gold chains whenever he closed. Yeah. Closing day, they wear Yeah, I walk in and now I'm like, now the title companies, they're like, oh, it's you again. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm familiar. Bitch. I heard that's about branding. you. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the idea. Right. right? Exactly. Yeah. You've, you created a brand and you continue to grow that brand. And it's, it's a great brand because you are, you know, coming, like I said, coming from another lender, the quality of material that you're putting out there is great. It's knowledgeable. It's, it's concise, it's articulate, and it is a great way to help people understand something that is very boring and you bring entertainment to it. So I'm glad that we had you on and I enjoy having you and having these conversations. Um, Before we take off one thing though, I wanted to talk about, I talked about frustrations. What's the, what is one thing that you find as the most rewarding thing about this business? Overcoming fear. Number one, um, you know, you do jujitsu, you kind of scratch that itch of like the competition. I'm sure with your business as well. For me, I am extremely intrinsically motivated. Like I don't really need outside sources to motivate me. The voice in my head is loud enough. The stand standards that I've set for myself naturally, it's a sickness. It's, it's a weakness just as much as it is a strength, but Overcoming those challenges, having success through an idea, seeing an idea through and, and seeing that yield, you know, happiness and income for myself, the number one most enjoyable, you know, and that's through relationships and this, this is, dude, I, I've been thinking about this day ever since you DM me, like it's, yeah. this is the type of stuff that I love doing, right? It's the, it's the bullshitting, the locker room talk, but we're talking about growing ourselves, helping others. That is the number one most enjoyable. Cause we could be in a hospital as, you know, an occupational therapist. Sorry, bro. I love you. Um, but he's probably wiping somebody's ass right now. Like, God love him because that's his heart and that's his mission. But, like, we're not. You know, yeah. we're in, in, in this beautiful studio talking about life, talking about professional development and, and the challenges, the, the stories. 
that is the stuff that I, I love most enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Dude. Yeah. Um, what do I love most? Most, Man, or re- most what's rewarding. most rewarding? Man, the relationships that I've created with people. Yeah. On you know, for example, like I just love being able to help people. For example, yesterday I'm sitting at one of my buddy's uh, places, and you know their their heat went out, and uh, and you know they they had to close the shop early. I was sitting at Omen Coffee Co, and their their heat went out. Damn. And I I walked in, and they served me a cup of coffee, and I'm sitting there talking to Mark, the owner, and he's like, "Man, he, do, why didn't I call you? Why? Why? You got a guy?" Call the guy. He was there within an hour. Boom. Got their heat back on. Like, that's pretty right, cool. That's like, sick, I, like, right, I love right. doing shit like that. Like, I mean, I, I, like, I was telling the guy that I met with yesterday. Like, something that I provide to all my clients is, as well as my real estate services, is I want to be like the, the go-to hot guy for all things house. Yep. Like, I want to be. I have a rolodex of roofers, plumbers, electricians, every kind of contractor that you'd ever need. I want to be the go-to guy. Like, who should I call? Because I've, I've had several people that I've. You know, that have gotten removed off the list because, you know, I thought they were good. They treated one guy right, then they treated someone else shitty. And I, I've had it lose me clients in the past, actually. Like, I was telling this guy the story that Damn. I lost a, I lost a, so this was my first year in real estate, sold this guy a house. It was going to be his, like, first flip. He hired the contractor that I recommended, and then apparently that contract, you know, I basically sent him the number, and it's kind of the last thing I heard. And then apparently that contractor ended up fucking him over, taking forever. And then when the guy went to go sell the flip, he didn't want to use me because I recommended Shit. the shitty contractor. Mm. And I'm like, well, that right there is a reason that like all the relationships that I create matter so right. much. And uh, that would uh, I, that is the most rewarding thing for me. Is Being like, a source, like yeah, knowing source. Zach Vegas is a value, right? right. Yeah. Like having that status of like knowing me provides value into people's life on a lot of different yeah. facets. That's sure. great. Yeah. That's the same. Um, I mean, being able to be that resource to provide value. Um, also, like one of my favorite things though is like sitting at a closing table with someone that doesn't that didn't think that they could buy a house, yeah. or it's been like you know it is it's still the American dream. It, it's still a big part of the American dream to own a home, and for a lot of those people that don't think they can, and then they talk to somebody that knows what the hell they're doing and can make it happen. There's nothing more rewarding than sitting at the table, seeing those people get those keys. And them being so excited because it was something that they didn't think right. they could do. And then being a part of that. Like, that's huge for me. Like, I love. Fulfilling. Yeah, it's it's very fulfilling. And then, like you said, like, being that source, being a dependable person for everyone. Like, they know that I can count on Pat. Like, if I need something, I can call Pat. And he's either going to have an answer, a solution, or can help me find it. Like, being that source and being that dependable source has, has been awesome. Um, and then ultimately like being able to teach my boys at a young age, what it's like to have that discipline, have the work ethic, teach them yeah. those things. Like your kids are, are going to mimic you. They're going to imitate you. And so I want them to learn that early on so they can see that and be better people going forward. Yeah. So those no are, handouts. Kids, yeah, right. Exactly. It's like exactly. Dad worked his ass off. Yeah. And you know, everything that's the, the fucking t- to the cereal box. Mm-hmm. That, you know, is pouring the uh, Lucky Charms, Lucky Charms, <laughs> but to the roof that's over your head. Like, yeah. That is through your work right. ethic and to eventually show them that, right. love that. Yeah. Are, are you expecting another boy? Uh, we don't know what it is. Okay. We're, we're doing the surprise thing. That's what we did with the first one. Gosh, so. you two, just two boys over it's, here, just yeah. former athletes, current athletes, I'm, you know. You got kids <laughs> yet? What do I got? You got kids yet? No. No. Yeah, no. We got, as, you know, we got probably as, another year and a half. As someone with kids, do everything that you want to do 
because once you have kids, that's it. Yeah. Like the, the travel and priority all that goes, stops. Yeah. They become the number one priority. So do the things that you want to do in life before you start having kids. My goal for this year is to let, to stop traveling. Oh, I mean, okay. my wife, like, love you, Rach, but, you know, sometimes she thinks with the fucking Kardashians. I'm like, babe, <laughs> we got to slow our roll, Felicia. Like, can we, can I, can I, can I stay in St. Louis for two weeks, please? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you just had to throw that in there, so. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that's a good place for, yeah. us, for us to stop. Absolutely. It was a great episode, man. I really appreciate you yeah. coming on. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Um, you know, you're always welcome back. Um, for all you guys out there, uh, we will see you on Monday. Make sure you like, subscribe, tell a friend if you got something out of the show. See you guys on Monday.